0: my name is Serena Poon. I am a nutritional energy practitioner. So I basically combined, you know, my skills as a celebrity chef, nutritionist, and a Reiki master. And I do it through these healing programs that I call culinary alchemy, something that I curated, which is integrative and functional nutrition that's combined with healing intuitive energy and I do this working with people to optimize their health to heal um, any type of you know any type of uncomfort or discomfort that they have and I'm based out in Santa Monica California and you are listening to From the Heart.
1: This From the Heart podcast is presented by Orange Kiwi Consulting. The three most challenging transitions owners face, namely scale, sale, and succession, can often result in costly and confusing journeys. But the good news is it doesn't need to be that way. At Orange Kiwi, we help our clients succeed where others have failed by coming alongside them to help them navigate the challenges others simply aren't able to. We understand how to help you avoid that costly and confusing journey that comes with realizing the results that you really want. Visit our website today at orangekiwillc.com and use the code HLG2021 to book a complimentary 30-minute consultation and find out for yourself how we can help you gain greater clarity, confidence, and control while experiencing less stress and more satisfaction.
2: This morning, I I just kind of was poking around on YouTube a little bit and typed in your name, which I do a lot with all of my guests. And I came across a video where you talked a little bit about perfectionism. Ah. you touch on that a little bit? I thought that was really interesting. Coming from an Asian culture, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll probably touch a little bit on that, right? You know, at some point too, I've you know, my closest friends are Vietnamese and Chinese and so forth. And so I've been very involved in the Stop Asian Hate. Um, I would not even want to call it an initiative because it shouldn't be an initiative. It should be a <laughs> ongoing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'd love from growing up in a, in a Chinese American culture, I'm curious how perfectionism has, has been a, a big part of the pressure in your life and i loved your response to it could you mind just kind of talking about that a little bit
0: absolutely um and so first of all thank you so much for having me here today and i so appreciate it i appreciate oh, it um this is this is fun for me to be able to see <laughs> you and, and interact as well and i so appreciate you jumping on the lives uh, so the video that you're talking about on youtube is it is about perfectionism because that's not just prevalent very much in our culture. I'm Chinese American, first born, you know, first generation born here in the U.S. But I feel that it's something that we all actually carry within ourselves to some degree. And, you know, growing up, it was very much, I had to kind of be, I felt like I had to be perfect. And in my culture, there's such a, there's such a high regard for our elders, you know, the people, our parents, our elder, and pretty much anyone, you know, who has a somewhat authoritative role in our life. And so growing up, I always felt that I had to be that perfect child, the perfect daughter, and then it just kind of extended. And I think some of it does come from just our culture built in to being, you know, to to being Chinese. Um, But it kind of extended for me. And I don't know if that came from being first born, just a sense of responsibility that I was somehow responsible for making others feel, you know, loved and, and, and respected and accepted. And, and I, and the way I could do that was by being the most perfect version of myself so that they could look better, you know, so that they could feel, they could feel respected. They could feel, you know, um, uh, admired that it would reflect upon them in some way that that would elevate who that who they are. And so that for me was really kind of how I grew up with the definition of, of perfectionism. And and because that was how I saw it, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, it was some, a way for me to show respect. It was a way for me to show love. It was a way for me to show up this perfect version of myself so that I could make someone else that I really loved. that I cared about, that I respected, you know, shine in a brighter light. So, you know, so the video kind of highlighted that this is my interpretation. And then just the fact that, you know, going through from college to, you know, just like growing up that way, and then in college, I wasn't getting the perfect and I say perfect in quotes uh, grades, because it's not a 4.0. A oh,
2: yeah. oh, my yeah, God, I in college a yeah. four,
0: six or four, seven. And yeah, that's true. My first year that that wasn't what it was. And it was just kind of finally having a, a bit more expansive view of the world beyond Beyond my own home and my own culture, because here I, I was at UC Berkeley. There's like 30,000 people there, and mm-hmm. it was so eclectic and a mix. And now I, there was other perspectives, and and I realized that we're all we're just perfect within ourselves. And to and to realize also that feeling that I had to be more than that was something that I had to uncover and unlayer within me, something that I had to heal and just really kind of boils back down to um, empowering the self and knowing that and, and self-love, self-care, all of that sort of built in, but that we are all perfect just as we are and honing into that to empower ourselves instead of something external. So that's basically the message yeah. of that uh, video.
2: I love that. I love that, you know, perfection is something that we think about and we strive for in certain areas, but it's, it's not attainable in most areas for sure. So nutrition obviously is your life. Um, yeah. but going into Berkeley, you mentioned that you went to Cal. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't tell you where I went. That's okay. We can talk about that some other time. It wasn't Cal. It wasn't Stanford either. Was I was was ask One of you the said other well, Pac- that- USC. So I'm, oh. I'm am I'm a Trojan, but, oh, okay. uh, that's all right. But, um, you went up to go into pre-law. Yeah. And something happened in your family. Are you okay talking about your dad and that what happened with, I know your dad was young when, when uh, cancer hit him, right?
0: Yes. No, so, I, I'm, I am always open to sharing my experiences in hopes that uh, someone else can learn and gain sure. from those experiences. So I, I did, you know, I went to UC Berkeley thinking that I was going to you know, study, I was pre-law, study political science, and then and then come out and then go to law school because I was very much supposed to be, you know, the first attorney in my family, sort of paving the way as the eldest grandchild um, for all my cousins to then follow suit and become doctors and, you know, dentists or CPAs or, you know, right. maybe more attorneys. Uh, and what happened while I was still in college was that, our daddy was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer. So it was a blood disease that he had, hep- he had Hep B. It was something that his, his grandfather actually had. Um, so, you know, genetic and his grandpa had actually passed from liver cancer. So as an adult, well, throughout his life, but once he knew, you know, he was really, really good about checking in, checking in on his health, checking with his doctors um, very routinely. But somehow between two six month appointments, he went from, you know, being told he was fine to uh, being diagnosed with stage four liver cancer. So that changed my world Um, and he was very young. He was still in his forties at the time and uh, liver cancer is quite aggressive and he was already at stage four. So even though, you know, he couldn't even have surgery to remove The tumors because they riddled his 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 liver and so he did he did western you know treatments which was chemotherapy and radiation but also doing some Chinese medicine which was these teas Mm -hmm. and um you know it didn't it obviously didn't heal him uh it was it was a really it was quite a painful experience for him and he actually lived longer than I think that they thought he would. Um, And that being said, it was only a little over a year. And then he passed on from this life. And then two months after that, our mom, who was a few years younger than my dad, was also diagnosed with cancer. And it was a really rare form of ovarian cancer. Hmm. Something that they had only had, you know, case studies of before her. So she was also, she went through sort of an experimental Uh, treatment protocol. And, um, and she had to have an instant, you know, hysterectomy and, you know, dive right into menopause at like 45 and hadn't even had a chance to grieve, you know, the loss of her soulmate. And now she was fighting for her own life. So this was, this was our family journey and she's still with us, you know, I, I, grace of God. And I think really our daddy, just her guardian angel. But during that time, it just changed my perspective. And and in a good way in that I was looking into Nutrition and herbs and roots, and just different things that were outside of what my parents were doing, to try and at the very least give them some sense of comfort for the symptoms they were experiencing, not just from the cancer, but from the treatments. Um, and that's really what how I started to really dive into nutrition and all the different like holistic Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic, everything. Um, but I also started to look at life like all that mattered was. Mm-hmm my friends, my family, the people I loved and cared about being healthy and happy and to whatever expense it took, which included my own, you know, self-care and health. It was, it was absolutely okay. You know, there were no holds bars on that. And so I almost, um, it was almost like self-sacrificial in a way, in order to ensure that no one else got sick and that no one else died. And that was my perspective at the time. So you know, and so that ended up, you know, playing into my own health journey, because that's obviously not a balanced perspective. Sure.
2: Before I jump into your journey and so forth, I just would, if you're okay, I'd like to stay with your dad for a second as you, I mean, he was 48. Yeah. How, how have you strived in those years since? And I know you're not that old, so I know it hasn't been that many years, but in the years since he passed, how have you strived, and I know you have, to honor his legacy? Of the short
0: life that he lived. Oh, that's a beautiful question. Thank you so much for asking that. Um, well, you know, initially there were a couple of reasons why I went to culinary school. First, it was really to try and understand how we could use food as medicine, but in in a nourishing way beyond just what he was learn- what we were told from the doctors, which was you can eat these foods. That's it. That's all you can eat. And my daddy was a foodie. I mean, we're all foodies, hmm. really. Mm-hmm. And one of the hardest things about his journey when he was at the end of his life was that he couldn't eat the things he loved and he could no longer turn to food as comfort because now food was causing him pain. Right. So that was a huge motivating factor for me to figure out how can I take food and use it not just from like a medicinal place where you know the nutrients that we're not understanding is in food can so empower our own healing processes or our body's own way to heal but also from like an emotional place too you know how could we make food taste just as good it, it didn't have to be bland there's this there's this um you know kind of like a miss like a misinformed notion that that clean, clean food, food that's you has to be bland, you know, yeah, if
2: it tastes good, it must be bad for you. And if it doesn't yeah. taste good, it must be healthy. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. So, so there was that. So that was one reason um, I wanted to go to culinary school was to learn the culinary arts to use food as medicine in this beautiful way, clearly inspired by my daddy and just honoring him in that way. But also because my dad always wanted to, you know, like retire and have a hmm. mom and pop type place with yeah with my mom you know something that they'd actually tried to have like a like a weekend catering gig because they both w- were full-time and it was too much you know you can't work full-time and have two kids and then still try and cater weddings or something on the side sure. of them. and he wasn't able to do that and so i thought okay one day i will do something like this for him in his honor because he never got a chance to kind of live out that part of his dream. So that was the other reason why, and I haven't opened up a place yet. You know, I'm not sure exactly how or when, but my, my, the way I've honored my dad is just my entire journey. Like everything that I do now is still absolutely, you know, driven with passion and, you know, for, for him and for my mom and their experiences. So he and, you know, how I honor him is in every facet of what I do.
2: I love that. What do you think he'd say right now if he had a conversation with you and, and saw the successes that you're having and the journey that you're on? If you could for a moment, uh, I don't, I'm not trying to make this all emotional about your dad. I apologize for that. But I, I know how important he is. And I'm going to say is, not was. Mm-hmm. I know how important he is, is to you because of what I've seen in you before and just conversations that I've heard you have and things I've read. Have you thought about, you know, just, I'm sure there are days, my mom passed four years ago. She was 88. She lived a long life. My dad's 94 and still with us. Wow. Um, but there are times when I hear my mom's voice still, you know, cause I live, you know, four years ago, I was 53 years old when she passed. So I've had m- most of my life with her, but anything that you think about when you think about what, what I like how you say daddy as well, that term of, of affection is just awesome.
0: Oh yeah. Cause I mean, he just, yeah. Said- is, he was, he is, he always will be. Um, Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think he'd, you know, I think he'd tell me that he's proud of me, that he's proud of us, my, you know, myself and my sister for what we're doing. Um, But I think he'd also remind me hmm. rest. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's a good one. That's good.
0: Take better care of myself. And it's something that I always own out that self care is part of my theme and my mantra, especially in the last few years. And it's a slogan for just add water. Um, Mm -hmm. One of our brands simplify your self care, but that's because it serves as a reminder also when you're so driven with this passion it's easy to just it's easy to to fall out of balance and i think as you know that's the case with a lot of entrepreneurs and so i think that those little reminders and i feel like i hear like i hear my daddy reminding me you know late at night when we're staying up well past bedtime working that you know we're doing we're doing a good job but but to make sure that we rest as well and to take care of ourselves.
2: Stop and smell the roses a little bit. Mm -hmm. I do a a daily meditation, uh, usually at night, sometimes in the morning. This morning, I chose to do it this morning just because Mm -hmm. I saw the title of it and it was called Hush. Mm -hmm. And it was just so powerful and I won't promote where it is and everything's not about that, but it was just a quick 15 minute guided mindfulness discussion, if you will. Mm -hmm. Ironically, (laughs) a discussion on Hush, but really the importance of just shutting it off just Mm -hmm. shut off our mouth, shut off our brain and just try to just, just be for a little bit.
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Knowing what I know about you. And again, we've just really come into each other's space in the last couple of months, probably through maybe clubhouse and Instagram and just, you know, seeing some of the things that you're doing. Talk about mindfulness a little bit. I know that it it plays such a huge part in what you do. The the initial day that we were scheduled to, to meet was, um, on national sleep day, which is ironic. I wanted to talk to you about that because I don't sleep well. And I, I know that's part of what you do, but I mean, mindfulness, when it comes to sleep and nutrition and healing the body, and you're talking to a guy who's big, I'm not a big, like Western medicine fan, but I've also, I've tried, I take a lot of vitamins, you know, you talked about crystals earlier. I'm I've dabbled and I'm aware of this, of that Holistic space. I don't know a ton about it. My wife knows a lot more about it than I do. But mindfulness for me, long question. I apologize. I'll try to make it shorter, but mindfulness for me has become a way of just it's not so much meditation as much as just really kind of I'm using my hands from it, shifting that mindset, if you will, from I have to, you know, knock off 25 things an hour to feel like I'm being productive, that perfection pursuit that we talked about early on. To more of just, you know, trying to be in the moment one task or one item or one person or one conversation at a time. Mm-hmm. How does mindfulness tie into to everything you're doing because you have so much going on too.
0: Oh, well, um, yes, there, there are a lot, a lot of things going on. I mean, a lot of projects that we haven't revealed yet, but, you know, I think that, I think that your, what your, your description of what mindfulness to you is, you know, resonates deeply with mine. And I think with many other people, I think in its most simplistic way of describing it is just, it's really having presence, you know, like having presence in what you're doing from moment to moment, because that really takes, that really takes, um, you know, uh, an awareness of what's going on in your mind and also what's in front of you. So mindfulness absolutely plays into uh, the nutrition. It plays into your physical body, your soul body. It plays into obviously your professional life. And so when I think about mindfulness and I use that word so often, it's Mm -hmm. really what I'm kind of saying is just like have awareness and, and be present. You know, so in it, what it does is when you are able to be present in that moment with someone, if you're, if there's someone in front of you with your work, with whatever it is that you're doing, even in a meditation with your food, you're, you're essentially, it's almost like you're super charging what you're doing. You know, if you're about to sit down and you're going to have your breakfast, just taking a moment and. Acknowledging what you're about to do, acknowledging that which is in front of you, you know, that bowl of could be anything, you know, fruit, maybe you're having oatmeal, whatever it is, just acknowledging what that represents more than just breakfast. You know, like what is that that's nourishment for your body? Like where does it come from? How did it come to be? Just thinking about, and again, I am always talking to people about having an awareness, you know, a, a, a reminder, a mindfulness about our bodies, you know, and how we are extraordinarily complicated vessels, beings, and that we're and we're amazing healing machines and our bodies just function. So taking a moment to just acknowledge your breakfast and why you have it, what it is and what it's doing for your body and why your body needs it, it literally supercharges that action. And then it supercharges all the nutrients that are now going to go into your body because now your mind is shifted into a place where it's going to receive and your digestion starts to kick into gear. So, you know, people just just need that little reminder, you know, just again, yeah. having an awareness that that action is more than just, oh, it's time to have breakfast. Yeah, am hungry. I'm going to feed my stomach. And you can take that awareness and that presence to everything to a conversation that you're having you know to your walk to your meditation to the book that you're reading um to just knowing that you are laying next to your partner your wife your husband your love and like what that means you know to be able to share that space with someone that you've chosen to spend this time with and the energy that you get so there's so that to me is what mindfulness is and it just it just brings so much more to what you already have and it's like that opportunity to have that reminder um, on on a regular basis throughout the day. We have, you know, looking at it like it's their opportunities, right? Yeah.
2: So the pandemic the last year has forced most of us to work out of our homes. a year ago, we would have been doing this conversation at your studio, at my studio, at your office, <laughs> my office. Now you're at your house, I'm at my house. Um, it's been easier for me to eat healthier. Number one, as I mentioned, my wife, she, she Laurieann, she is, to say big in nutrition, she eats very healthy. She's not real, real extreme, but she definitely eats on the healthy side most of the time. Mm -hmm. So it's been easier for me to eat healthy back when I was going to work every day and taking clients to lunch and going out for dinners and cocktails and so so forth. I put on a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. I lost weight this year, which is good. I mean, the uh, the COVID-19, I've actually gone down 19 or 20 pounds and stuff like most people do. Talk to those of us though, who, as we start getting back into quote unquote normal, I'll be driving a lot again, as, as we turn this corner, you know, I just got my second vaccine shot the other day, so I'm closer than some are, but um, it's so easy to just drive through or convenience food or grab something on the go. And I loved how you talked about, you know, when you're having your morning breakfast, whether it's your oatmeal or whatever to acknowledge, and you know not only just be grateful for it, but what is this doing? This is nutrition, using food as energy rather than comfort or, or habit or what have you. How do we maintain that on the go? Maybe we talk a little bit about your Just Add Water or whatever program you have, because I'm sure you take that into consideration okay. for the busy working professional or the busy mom running kids to 14 different places in a day. Yeah. How do we stay on course when everything about our life is trying to take us off course?
0: Uh, well, actually, I, I, this is a perfect moment to have that mindset shift, right? So yeah. looking at, like, let's say you're, my calendar is quite full, um, and, and I used to, you know, we, we, we use the word busy a lot, right? We use the word overwhelm, you know? And usually that has, what's the energy that's behind that word? You know, what's the energy behind overwhelm or busy? It's usually not necessarily a positive, you know? I mean, it's almost an explanation or an excuse why you couldn't get back to somebody or you can't fit someone in. And sometimes people say, oh, I'm so busy. You know, it's an amazing thing. And like energy- to
2: expect a medal or something for it, right?
0: Yeah. Or, yeah. or whatnot, right? And so, and so what I've learned to say is that. And what I've taught my team and the people I work with and what I share is that if I have, I have a very full calendar and, you know, and it's full of blessings, right? Because wouldn't you rather have a lot of things to do, opportunities, people to meet, places to go um, than, than the opposite. So I think that if you're looking at your calendar and your day and whether you're a mom or an entrepreneur and you have multiple places to hit, it's sort of like, okay, so how can I support this? How can I support all of these activities that I have chosen to do, right? If you have three kids, and they've got soccer and piano and something else, you know, those are blessings. Those are blessings that you're able to do that, you're able to give your kids those experiences that your kids are able to do them. And how can I support that? So I would say that, that, I, and I can't say the average or, or most people, but I'd like to The average person knows what they're getting when they go through a drive-through. Like you're fully aware of what you're getting, and 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 just take that moment to like honor yourself because how much extra time is it going to take if you're already at the grocery store once a week and you want to get you know a couple. Prepackaged wraps or sandwiches for the next day or two. You know, is it better if you make it fresh? Sure, but is it better than going through the drive-through? So I think again, we kind of can take into that perfectionism type of mentality. And if you can't have perfect, then you don't go the polar opposite. Way. Right. It's more like okay, so what can I do? What can I do that's not perfect? Which is like making your lunch every single day in the morning and packing it up for the day and having your having your little cooler that you know if you had someone who had the time to do it for every day is what you would do. Right. But if you don't have time to do it every day, what can you do that's an in between? And you'll realize that you have thousands of options that are better than the drive-through so it's about it's about again honoring yourself and thinking about all the options because they're all out there you know as many things that it seems like are taking us away from our schedules and maybe these like um good habits that we've developed in terms of food and health and mindfulness about our bodies and movement and all of that throughout the year it doesn't disappear because now, you know, we're coming out of quarantine or lockdown. Like those are actually, those are actually blessings, you know, like great habits that we now have a taste of. And we, yeah. if we did 10 years ago and we forgot, we got a reminder last year. That's a blessing. So now you know what it's like to feel what it feels like in your body to be 20 pounds less, you know, and know what it feels like to have an amazing, you know, home cooked meal. Well, you can replicate that in different ways. It doesn't mean, you know, you go back to the habits from before, you've now been gifted of these reminders of how amazing you can have it. And you just find ways, resourceful, you know, to, to mimic that as best as you can.
1: Think about the last time you bought a gift for a friend or family member. The better you know them, the easier it was to get them something memorable, right? Well, it's the same for brands that want to deliver memorable customer experiences. The better they know their customers, the more likely they are to establish strong relationships, exceed expectations, and build loyalty. At McKenzie, that's what we do. We empower brands to understand and connect with the person behind the purchase so their customer experiences are meaningful, unique, and truly valuable. Learn more at mckenziecorp.com.
2: What have you accomplished in this last year that otherwise wouldn't have been done? I guess I call it the blessings of COVID and I, it's hard to put those words together for people who are not seeing them. And I know there are millions in that situation. I get it. Um, yep. But there are blessings of COVID obviously, and you, you hit on some of those, the habits we can form and so forth. Any other specific things, Serena, for you that you're going to take with you as we go back to whatever normal might look like?
0: Um. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I would say that, you know, despite, and, and COVID, obviously, it's been very difficult on, on multiple levels uh, for everyone, and I, as a healer, I, I was very kind of very firsthand about some of those tragedies that people experience, but I would say that one of the blessings is that I have been wanting to reach a larger audience with the knowledge um, and experiences that I've Gained and gathered, and have the blessing to even have and share over the years. And COVID really kind of gave me the push to really share that information in a way that I hadn't before. So I had a show in studio. That's what I felt comfortable doing. But I'd never done anything live. You know, I'd never done a live stream before COVID. I'd never, I'd never done anything like that. I hadn't even really done Instagram stories or stories where I'm just looking at the camera talking. I had. Yeah most things were just a repost of something that was a static post or photos or something that I felt comfortable with. And so COVID, because there was such, such a need, you know, for information about immunity and nutrition, how to support, you know, how people could support themselves or loved ones. Um, healing uh just energy work all of that just like navigating fear anxiety and stress there was such a need that i felt like i couldn't just do it one-on-one that i really had to share that information in a way that i could reach more people than i could in a 24 hour period and so it really pushed me to do the instagram lives um which has allowed me to share more information to more people it's allowed me to bring other people on to share their knowledge and wisdom to more and more people so that to me has been an incredible blessing because i've had so many people message in about you know the things that they've learned and how it's it's helped them so that that's a giant blessing
2: yeah, I've seen that as well. We've had a lot of opportunity. I most of the work I do is in the family business arena. So you talked about your mom and dad want to start that restaurant down the road at some point. That was a goal that they had. But uh, and family businesses aren't all just a mom and pop restaurant on the corner. I mean, family businesses are Nordstrom and Walmart and BMW and and you know huge huge companies too. But I've also had that opportunity now to reach more people. I'm I'm in constant contact with family businesses in Vietnam and South America and all over the country and colleagues of mine who have similar positions as I have in, at different universities and so forth. So Amazing. while I'd much rather be in person, uh, we're, we're maximizing the, the situation and you're getting a lot more time with Gizmo. I see Gizmo back there behind you. For those that have a chance to watch this on YouTube, Gizmo is this cute little Pomeranian that's about 12, 12, 13 years old, and has been a mainstay. Anytime you see Serena on camera, you're probably going to see Gizmo. Yeah. I love it. he's been up and down on the couch there, trying to make his his right. cameo oh, appearance
0: you're absolutely right not to i'm sorry to interrupt that no, that's good so much more time with them that it's um yeah. it's really another blessing such a blessing
2: yeah dogs are, are like the happiest creatures in the last year they're gonna be the most depressed when we all start going back <laughs> to work it's like wait where did they go how come how come I he's know. not around anymore i know my dog is usually in here with me but he's out wandering around downstairs right now but um all right. So it's it, most of the conversations that I love to have as we talked at the outset is more about the why we do what we do. And I think you've touched on that very deeply, and I appreciate it. Let's get into the what a little bit. Let's just you know tell my audience a little bit about uh, whether you want to go nutrition, and we've talked a lot about that and dive deeper, which I'd love to, or Reiki master. I know a tiny bit about that. Most listening probably don't. Mm-hmm. Certainly the celebrity chef, which is that's oh celebrity chef. Let's, let's go glamour. Let's let's start there for a minute, if you don't mind. I'd love. To, how does one become a celebrity chef?
0: Pardon? How I, does I, one
2: become a celebrity chef?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I I mean, I cook for celebrities, so I guess there, that's you,
2: really go. there you go. There you go. Yeah.
0: Um, I started. You know, when I started my journey, I went to culinary school
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, to study foods to learn how I can use food as medicine. Obviously, you know that part of my journey. And after school. Um, we had you know, we had an internship and then after school you need to get a job. So, you know, my first job at my internship, which then turned into my first job was at the Playboy Mansion. Mm-hmm. And so and before that, I did an stage, which is like a short term internship um, at the Beverly Hills Hotel. So I was still a student at the time. They took like the top. I think it was three of us. You know, maybe it was five. I can't remember, but they, they took the top few students to do an Astage at the Beverly Hills Hotel during award season for the night before party, which was like this big night, you know, it was like the night of the year. It's all kind of evolved since then. There's a lot of pop-ups and you know, everyone kind of has a party now, but this was the the party of the year. And um, we were, you know, we were brought in to help work it. And that was, I think my first, real um, exposure to, well, actually, I mean, I'm in LA, you're you're kind of always exposed to celebrities. Sure. I mean, they're just, it's just part of it. You don't really think that much about it. Um, But in terms of, you know, professionally as a chef, that was my first real exposure as a junior chef in that space. And I just decided, you know, this is, this is the energy and the intention I put out there. I thought, these are the type of clients that I want to have. And then from there, I decided to do my internship, though it was unpaid, mm-hmm. um, at the Playboy Mansion. And then I started to build. Once they hired me on as a junior chef, I just you know worked really hard to excel in that position. And I started to build my private catering um, and private chef business, kind of on the side. So I was working you know two jobs for a little over a year until I, and then I decided to go full into just working on my own my own private chef, private catering business. And it's all been by word of mouth. It's all been referred yeah. to me. So I think that once you kind of get in and you really, you know, if you, one of my clients, who's a huge producer, actually, he always said that your product always speaks for itself. So he's like, focus on, focus on, how, you know, yielding a good product and, and that's what will carry you. And that's definitely what's carried me over the years as we've done different projects.
2: What do you think you do differently than maybe some of your competitors or others in that space?
0: Uh, Well, you know, I think when I start, I I just, I work really hard, you know, I think that's really, uh, it's really uh, tangible. You know, the energy that I put into what I do the energy and the love and the intentions that I put into what I do, not just with the food, but also nutrition was such a massive component, clearly from my background, that was kind of there from the beginning. And then over my journey, um, I started to really kind of add in the healing work as well, which has become culinary alchemy. So I know that that's very, very different than what other people do. Um, So that for sure has set me apart. But even before that, I, I, think that my experience just having grown up here and never really being particularly starstruck and then yeah. my experience with my parents it's just kept me really grounded you know so I've always treated everyone the same because I believe that we are the same you know we truly are and and that's my energy with everyone you know I, I respect people for what they do uh the contributions that they make to the world at large and in and in their own kind of like internal you know, um, small circle, their own worlds, but I've always kind of given that energy to everyone. Uh, doesn't matter if you're a huge celebrity or if you are my next door neighbor. So I think that that's a little bit of a difference as well. And so my clients always know, and they feel very safe. And that's a really big part of being in that world is just really, uh, identifying that they are just like us you know, and they want the same things that we do. Celebrities are not, you know, sort of a different, uh, a different species of human, you know, it's just a title, a label that we give. They just have a
2: different job than we do.
0: Yeah, that's all it is. And so, and so really they want all the same things that we want, you know, Um, and so how you'd like to be treated is very much how they would as well. And I've always identified and recognized that from the very beginning.
2: You said two words together there that I couldn't just brush by. They're words we hear all the time, culinary and alchemy.
0: Uh, I read the book,
2: The Alchemist. Uh, Many people listening probably have. Can you, I I get from my understanding of that term that that's not not the book, but the the alchemy is a huge part of everything you do. Can you talk about alchemy, what that means for those that aren't familiar and how you use that in your nutrition, in your your Reiki and, and healing and all the things that you do? Because I think that's a really big part of that.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, you know, to me, the word alchemy means magic. You know, it is this, this beautiful combination that creates, and I, I mean, actually magic is really the best way I can describe it. And that's truly how I describe the word alchemy, especially with what I do, it's bringing the different energies from the different verticals that I that I have in my business, um, the different experiences that I have and creating something new that is uh, so healing and empowering and optimizing that I consider it magic. So just imagine someone sprinkled a little bit of fairy dust, like that's what I feel like is the end result of something that's been alchemized. And so I use the word culinary because You know, I'm just using food and say supplements as the vehicle, but there's so many different tools to enhance your life, optimize your life, heal. There's so many different ways. And I've learned that obviously movement in your physical body, that's key component. Obviously what you put into your body is another component and that's food and nutrition but that energy, the energy that is the universe. And so I'm, you know, deeply spiritual, clearly. Yeah. Um, I also believe that our religion is just spirituality with different, you know, titles and we won't have to go there.
1: Yeah. But
0: there is an energy that connects all of us. There's a resonance. And, and, I use, and my vehicle for really kind of tapping into that and fusing that into everything that I do is through Reiki. You know, Reiki is... Uh, like a Japanese, you know, method is it's a teaching that I learned, where you kind of take that universal energy, that light, and you direct it with intention to person, place, or thing where you know where there needs to be light, where there needs to be healing, where there needs to be energy in case there's like a block. And so what I do is I'm just like like chemistry, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, like a magician. You're just I and and exactly what you do in a kitchen too. You're basically taking all these ingredients and you are combining them and, and you're alchemizing it and you come up with a dish and that's your dinner or lunch or breakfast or snack when you're done with it. I'm doing the same, but I'm doing it with with different aspects of nutrition, you know, different modalities of how, how and what you do with your body, different types of movement. I do that with your mind and I do that with energy work. And so I'm fusing all these different modalities together to give you what like your kind of ideal protocol would be for yourself. And so I've done very customized uh, plans, obviously throughout my career. And I still do. I have, um, I have my clients. I still have my practice that I love. Um, But, you know, also trying to teach people how they can tap into that energy within themselves, that, that, that intuition, you know, we all have we all have energy centers, you know. Sure. We all have we have our soul body, and we have what I call spiritual nutrition that also needs to be nourished. And we can use food, um, and supplements as a vehicle to do that. So, you know, now I'm in this space where I'm teaching people how they can alchemize what they're doing mm-hmm. in their life to also optimize, you know, their physical body as well as their spiritual self.
2: I love that. That boy. So many, so many thoughts. What, what's the? You talk about your clients, and obviously you're not going to tell who they are. But I mean, how do you? What? At some point, I'm going to ask you in the conversation what's the best way to get a hold of you, and we'll do that down the road here in a minute. But th- what, what's the type of clientele? Are you working with entrepreneurs, business leaders? Obviously, celebrities on the chef side. And I'm guessing that leads into other things too. Yeah, Most of my audience are. i I'll, I'll just say the demographic is the 35 to 59 year old probably upward, upward, mobile professional, what we used to call yuppies back in the (laughs) eighties, people who are either on their way up or who have arrived in running companies, a little bit higher percentage male than female, but still a lot of women who do listen. I'm guessing that there are people in there that are leading organizations who could utilize your services because talk about being overworked and pulled in so many different directions. A big part of your message is kind of going back to the beginning of our conversation, that, that kind of just that mindful set again mindfulness set once again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. So, so a couple things, you know, I work, I, you kind of like ticked off a list of a lot of the type of people that I work with. Um, I would say whether or not you are an entrepreneur, you're running a business, a fortune 500, whatever it is, or a celebrity. I mean, I would say most everyone that I work with, um, they are peak performing you know, just mm-hmm. a degree in whatever industry that they're in. Or you could be a mom of five and that to me, or even a mom of three. I mean, you're running your own little corporation at home. Right. right? Like, yeah. And so, and there's a lot. So everyone is just, everyone is just really functioning at a high level, whatever it is that they're doing. And so my, and, and really it's about what your goals are, but my goal is to give you, you know, and like a toolkit, that you can use to optimize whatever it is that your goals are, whether it's your health, your energy, your longevity. And so, you know, uh, we go, the way I work with people is we go through your labs. So I know what's going on inside your physical body. I do a pretty extensive intake. And then I do like an energy read and we, we, I, it's a very comprehensive, you know, overview of everything that's going on. And then we come up with a protocol for how what you need to do. So it goes from food, supplements, nutrition, recipes to maybe modalities, different things that you need to add in. I mean, I can assign you a massage a week. I mean, that might be part of what your protocol is. And so for everyone, it's a little bit different. But I would say for most people, there is an element of self-care, you know, and an element of space and balance that is slightly off somewhere in their life. And it doesn't mean, you know, so some of these people may meditate, you know, an hour a day and eat really well, but there's still somewhere in their life that there's a little bit of either a block or or an imbalance we need to work on. And so we do that energetically, you know, with the Reiki, we do that through mindfulness and mindset. You know, there's a lot of coaching involved, usually for us to figure out what it is. And then we use supplements and food to kind of like target those areas. And that's definitely... You know, that, that's basically what I do when I work with someone and you had mentioned uh, just add water earlier, Yeah. just add water is essentially um, a tool that I created for clients that are just like that. You know, I had clients, front of the camera clients, obviously peak performers also, and, um, and they were traveling, you know, to, to, to film for three months or whatnot, you know, out of town and even if they went back and forth they could be on set for 12 hours at a time and so usually and it doesn't matter what you do right if you've got to travel for work usually you're coming back exhausted maybe bloated your stomach you ate things that made you not feel good like maybe you gained weight sometimes people get sick and it's because they're not getting the nutrients they need to support their immune system to support their energy output and they're just, they're just not getting what their, what their body really needs to function that way. So I created a blend. That's what I call everything that you need in a day. And it's just got tons of antioxidants. You know, it's got, it's vegan, gluten-free, allergen-free, essentially um, organic. And so it's got enough plant-based protein that can really sustain you because we don't need, uh, we, that's a different conversation. We don't need yeah. I don't need
2: that steak that I have a couple of times. No, I don't need <laughs> the kind of red meat. But I do. I do know that I, I like it, but I don't feel too good after it. So yeah.
0: yeah we don't need that the level of um, proteins that we to- we were told for many many years. But but it's also got all the greens and antioxidants and superfoods and um, adaptogens and and um, digestive and those probiotics provide kind of everything that you need because it makes it easy for you to take care of yourself in this one serving, you know, at least you've checked off your, your nutrients that you need to put into your body. So that is kind of what I'm doing in every facet of my, of my um, practice. And then also in every, every project that I have, you know, in the works, everything that you see, it's really about how can I give you a tool that you can take and you can use this to take care of yourself, take care of someone else. You can use it to enhance your life. You can use it to support your life. So whether it's knowledge that I'm giving through an Instagram live, through a blog, whatever it is that we share so on social, on a talk, on a panel, um, or it's through products that we're releasing. Um, what's one of the pro- projects that we have is that we're releasing you know, um, supplements and more products in Just Add Water. I'm not sure if I've announced that yet. Maybe I have, but if not- if <laughs>
2: Here before. we I go, have, right? Here's the announcement, no.
0: Yeah, and programs just to give people tools that they can build in their personal toolkit that can support themselves and they can use and share and support other people.
2: So how do I get my hands on that and myself and my guests as you're talking, it's like all these things and people who know me go, yeah, sure, Ed, you're still going to have your in and out burger and you're still going to, you know, I've given up soda. I haven't had a soda in four and a half years and I don't miss it. I um, it. Yeah. Oh. And, and that, that was health related. I've, I've gout. So high protein really triggers oh. the gout. And so I have to be careful with too much protein, which does cause me to eat less red meat, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely have days where my body hurts. My knees hurt. I'm, I am, I'm older. I'm out of shape, which describes a lot of us. Um, not you, but it describes a lot of us. But um, so, how do we access this? What if somebody listening today, and that's that's me, even if it's just me, I'm gonna, I want to know where do I go to get all of this? I know you you have the Serena Love app. I'm assuming that that could be a vehicle, or is that?
0: Yeah, so we can talk about that for a minute. So. So we're, you know, and we're slightly delayed because that's life. Yeah, Um, yeah, of course. We've been working on an app, but what that app does is it basically powers all these programs that I'll be releasing. So the first program is like my ultimate health reset for you. And it's where you can, you'll learn to stress less, sleep better and slim down in about 28 days. And I have like a dozen programs that are targeted for different things. So whether or not you've got um, challenges with sugar or, you know, you have challenges with, with high levels of information. We have, I have different programs and this is just the first, but the programs are all powered through the app. So once you run it through the app, you can, um, you can track what you're doing. You'll track the water that you're taking in. You'll track your heart rate. You'll track all these things. And the programs will have you know, meal plans, some basic recipes, just a list of things that, will, that's, that gives you a direction for, mm-hmm. towards your goal. And they're all self-paced. Um, There's going to be meditations and mindfulness and a gratitude journal. So there's a lot of things that will be built into the programs that are powered through the app. And then, of course, every program has a set of recommendations um, for supplements that will really help support your goals. So if you, you know, you have a hard time managing your stress, then there's a good chance that your, your adrenals are exhausted and fatigued and so there's some supplements that, um, that I have because I've been kind of recommending other supplements to other people, to people for a long time and it just made sense to have my own that I know exactly what's in it. Um, I use them, I recommend them, I vet them. And so, so we've got supplements that will support your adrenals, um, support like your sleep, support calming your mind and um, and support your energy and metabolism so that's just the first program and then um alongside it we have just said water which we've had our hero product um for the last couple years basically and so what i did was oh yeah this is all information i don't think i've talked about yet so you're kind of like
2: all right right
0: I think, Um, but we're releasing like five more SKUs, and I basically kind of deconstructed the formulation so that because so many people are working from home now, Mm -hmm. and prefer it in a lot of ways, and so you know the convenience of having a little bit more creativity to what you want to do. So you can use just that one, which people love, and I'm so grateful, and makes it super simple. You just like pop it into you know a glass, put. to six ounces of water it's everything you need right but what if you don't feel like chocolate flavor and you want like a vanilla or neutral flavor or maybe Mm -hmm. You don't feel like having your greens in that moment. You just want your protein because you you did a walk or a hike, you know, or maybe you just don't feel like the proteins at all. and You just want like your super greens that you that you need to get in because it's really important to get your super greens in every day.
2: Okay, um, <laughs> I'm hearing you.
0: you it, yeah, you have it all broken down and you can do it yourself. So you know, I give you the the recipe to ha- to you know have just add water from the breakdowns group one two three and four. Or, you know, if you want to break it down, break it down and just have it, have just your grades, you can just have that. So that's what we've been doing. Um, and that I'm really hoping will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. We've had some delays with our manufacturing, but that's in the works. So you can sign up. Uh, I don't have, a, I'll send you a link, but I think it's join, hold on. Let me, let me just take a look at that. I think it's join us at seren- join.serinalives.com give me one second, or you can go to my Instagram, which is, okay. you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, it's all at Serena Poon, sh- uh, at Chef Serena Poon. At
2: Chef Serena Poon. Yeah, I'll put that in the link in our notes for this today as well. So.
0: Oh, that's perfect. Clubhouse, I'm, I'm a different handle, yeah. Serena Poon. Okay. And then um, the link, if you want to sign up for the program and all of it is join. Dot so okay. that's where you'll get that. And then, you know, but if you go to my website or if you go to my Instagram, it kind of links you to everything. So your just, website's
2: just serenapoon.com, right?
0: SerenaLoves.com.
2: SerenaLoves.com, that's right. Okay. Yeah.
0: But cool. if you go to my Instagram, it'll have the website, Facebook yeah. will have the link to join our group. And we're giving discounts, obviously, for the first, um I think it's like a 100, or I can't remember how many. I'll, I'll be honest, I can't remember. But we're giving discounts to like the first, tier of people who sign on and we'll definitely have some bonuses as as well. So that's what we're working on.
1: Hello, my name is John Royce Lynch, founder and CEO of PCMA Private Client. As a former professional surfer and native of Southern California, I have always enjoyed Wahoos Fish Tacos. When the pandemic hit, the response by Wahoos was unparalleled, creating the California Love Drop by supporting frontline workers and those in need. On behalf of the PCMA private client community and our amazing team, it is an honor to be able to support this noble effort. To lend a hand and to learn more, please visit californialovedrop.org.
2: So what's your best day? When you look back at the end of a day and you're just like, wow, that was really a great day. What What is it that made that day great? Is there a common denominator?
0: Ah, uh, wow. I don't know if there is. I mean, I have best days that usually if I I think usually it comes with, no, no, I can't say that. Mm-hmm. It's different. Sometimes I have a best day because I got a chance to connect with someone that I haven't talked to in a really long time, you know, like a good friend or just anyway. Someone could have been someone I haven't even talked to or heard from in three years or four years. That makes a best day. Um, being able to really sit down and have a chat with someone that I care about, you know, one of my best friends or, you know, my family or whoever it is, that can be a best day. Um, having a really great experience from a client or someone that I've worked with and we get to share like their improvement or like where they're at like that is always so rewarding and every time that happens it's it's the best day you know and someone someone tells me how amazing they're feeling after we had like a deep Reiki session the night before, like that makes an amazing day. So yeah. I don't know, I'm kind of like easy to please, you know, <laughs> In nice. a lot of different things, so.
2: Yeah. You tend to be a very happy person. I get that you have a lot of, it, it'd be hard to be a best day in your life because every day's competing against the other for how good it's <laughs> yeah, been. So I you, you, the Serena I know is a very optimistic, loving, kind person. So that that's awesome, so. Well, i I'm, there's so many other topics and I know you're hard up against the call here in a minute. And I just want to wrap up the same way I wrap all my podcasts. First of all, thanking you for your time. I know that you, there's a lot of things you could be doing with your time right now. I appreciate you choosing to spend this hour with me and with our listeners. I appreciate getting to see Gizmo again. Really cool dog. I think dog, one of the things I love about dogs, and I'm sure you'd say the same thing is how present they are, well, that, so- that, 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 that it's all about right now. They don't hold a grudge from yesterday and they're not thinking about what's happening tomorrow. My dog might be thinking when his next meal's coming. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if it's not a ball or food, he doesn't have much interest. But uh, they really are present, which is yeah. really a good good lesson for all of us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for for telling us about. I, I'm I'm feeling a lot more inspired. I think what I was going to have for lunch today is not going to be my lunch now. Now I'm going to have to log on to your website and get some recipe ideas. And I hope others will too. But um, yeah,
0: that's We'll keep it simple. That's yeah. like the most, I mean, yeah. that's a, the takeaway that I, you know, it's not super complicated. Like keep it simple. Remember I, and we didn't talk about today, but I'm always like eat the rainbow, you know, that way you get the whole spectrum of phytonutrients, mm. you know, but eat the rainbow in terms of produce and you know, like your, mm. like fruits and vegetables throughout the course of your day. Like it, it makes it really easy to remember because you're just looking at the colors and you really get the spectrum of phytonutrients in there. So but yes. you know, so much more that we could talk about. You, you definitely go to my site or my Instagram and so grateful. Thank you so much for having me today. No, my
2: pleasure, Serena. So I have one last question. I asked this of all my guests and it's uh, it's sort of the tagline of the podcast, which is called From the Heart mm-hmm. because, you know, my last name, but it's, even if my last name was Jones, I think I'd still call it From the Heart because the the purpose of my conversations when I record these podcasts is to really get to the heart of the person that I'm talking with. And that's what we've just done for an hour. So to ask this question is somewhat redundant because you've done it, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to finish just by simply asking Serena Poon, Mm -hmm. what's in your heart?
0: Uh, Wow, there's so many things. First, I would say there's peace in my heart. Um, I think it's really important for me to maintain that peace because I, hold space for a lot of people because there isn't a lot of peace out in the external right now. So there's peace in my heart because I just know, I know, I know deeply that everything in our world is going to be beautiful again. Um, And I believe that deeply. And so that's, that's a message that I'm constantly sending out there. And um, I don't know, I think I just, like passion is in my heart, just whatever I can do to serve and to create more impact and to give people more of what they need to do more for themselves and for others. And that is, that's my heart.